0: Welcome back, everybody. Still trying to track down Chelsea Messenger here as we get ready for uh, a look ahead at the weekend bets. Certainly some interesting ones tonight. Tommy, we've got our uh, BetMGM first touchdown scorer opportunity tonight, the $25 insurance bet that we usually get. I took uh, DK Metcalf in that one. DK Metcalf is my choice on that one. Um uh, your thoughts? You like DK as, a, as an uh, opportunity tonight?
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's good because Seattle can't run the ball, and so if they get the ball first and Geno Smith is able to cook a little bit and get it to Metcalf, I think that's a that's a decent play. On the flip side, um, I don't know. Maybe if if I was gonna Kittle, pick a kinda, kinda yeah, I was Kittle gonna say Kittle or Iuke if yeah. I was gonna do something on the other end. Um, of course, there's always McCaffrey. Like that's the dangerous thing. Yeah, but thing. he's a
0: little he's a little nicked up. I, I'm a little scared of McCaffrey tonight. That's
1: the dangerous um, thing with San Francisco is they've got so many different guys that they can get the yeah. ball to. Um you can't lean on just one person. Um so that's gonna be that's gonna be a little bit difficult. But I I don't mind the DK Metcalf choice.
0: Uh okay. So we'll we'll talk more about that in a little bit. I'll tell you about that bet. But right now we are pleased to bring in Chelsea Messenger. On the line is the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. And we welcome in Chelsea Messenger as we do each and every week to talk about the weekend of betting. We we sort of previewed Thursday night football in the first segment there, Chelsea, and it's an interesting one. It's a really interesting one from uh, every viewpoint. We seriously between the last segment and this segment, the line has moved from three and a half to three. Any strong take with so many variables still unknown on this game? How do we approach this one?
2: Yeah, when this game was three and a half, my gut feeling was saying take the points with Seattle. The three and a hook with a a team that's playing at home, we all know Seattle has an amazing home field advantage and plus Brock Purdy playing his first real road game uh, since becoming a starter uh, for the Niners and also he's not feeling especially great. I had, I believe, a rib injury. But every single number and every single stat and every single trend would say take the 49ers. So, like, I feel like I can't play aside, because just from a betting perspective, it looks to me like maybe Seattle keeps it close. But every single argument you have about Seattle, oh, Kenneth Walker III might be back for this one. Well, guess what? He's going at the number one rush defense in the entire NFL when it comes to this Niners defense. Oh, well, the Niners like to run the football. Maybe it's a low-scoring uh, fest. No, the Niners have scored 30-plus points in three of their last four games with a backup quarterback that just learned the playbook or just, you know, had its first few tastes of being a starter. So it's just everything points to the Niners in this one. It makes me a little nervous that we see money on the Niners or on the the Seahawks, excuse me. Because when it drops from three and a half to three, it's a completely different bet. Like three and a half, uh, you're getting a field goal game in which the the underdog can cover. Uh, but for me Oh, no, I think I would lean towards the Niners, but God says that maybe the Seahawks keep it close. Clearly, I'm a little torn.
1: Chelsea, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like everything to me is pointing to the under because of what we've seen in primetime games this season, the 49ers defense, the lack of a run game for Seattle, and then Brock Purdy, a true road game on the road in Seattle. I feel like this could be a fairly low scoring game. Your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I think there's a lot of sabotage factors for the under, though, uh, because the reason why the Seahawks have been good this year is because Geno Smith has had some really good games through the air. That's really the only way I think he can beat the 49ers is through the air because the run defense, like I said, is number one uh, in the NFL. So maybe if we see a good game from Geno Smith, we actually see some scoring. And like I said, this Niners offense has been – you know, churning up points. uh, Right and left, 30-plus in three of their last four. And uh, the Seattle defense is not good, especially against the run. Second-worst run defense in the NFL. So if the Niners want to run it, they certainly can. Have big play potential with Christian McCaffrey, who averaged over eight yards a carry last time out. Uh, So I'm pretty torn on that one. I think player props are probably the way to go.
0: All right, so that game has a lot of implications in real football. Let's look at the Sunday a little bit here as it's a it's an interesting week as always in the NFL. We can start with the Chiefs, uh the team we cover here, it's another we were you know, we were all right about the Texans last week with the Cowboys just ridiculous line. It's not that different now with them at home getting two touchdowns. That one's at 14. What do we think here? I mean, this is another one where it's just like, God, What these, these massive lines in the NFL are so dangerous, it seems like.
2: Yeah, it's not worth playing. I think you look at the player props, and Isaiah Pacheco, I'm sure you've been following him. He's had some monster sure. games. And so I think this is the place where the props aren't posted for him just yet, but the trajectory that he has had, really coming on strong, not only in the run game, but also in the receiving game. I had three catches last game. I think you look at his scrimmage yards, and plus, if anybody has a good matchup to run the football, it's Isaiah Pacheco going against the number one worst run defense in the NFL that's the Texans. And also, if you think it's a positive game script where the Chiefs are ahead and they're running the football, I think that's why Isaiah Pacheco is maybe in store for a big game.
1: Uh, following up on on the player props discussion for this game, Chelsea. Generally speaking, and not even necessarily with this game specifically, what's a good way to bet Patrick Mahomes just in general, because we know that typically he's going to throw for a lot of yardage, but we have seen him turn the ball over a little bit more this season than in years past. Uh, is it just you think it's safe to say typically that you want to go over his passing yards prop or is there another way to to kind of get in you know some action with him from week to week?
2: Yeah, from um I, this is probably not something Chiefs want to bet on, but the reason uh, a good way to play Patrick Mahomes against the market is look at his interception prop. Because of the fact that he's throwing it so many times, he's going to have more of an opportunity to turn it over. And last game we saw him throw multiple interceptions. I don't think it's like fading Patrick Mahomes. It's just a matter of if you think it's a game in which he's going to throw the ball a lot, which I'm not sure if this Texas game is a, a great game for that, maybe that's the way to kind of turn the market on to here because usually you get a little bit more value for interception props when playing good quarterbacks because the reasoning is, you know, they're good quarterbacks. They're not going to throw picks, but all it takes is one for your interception prop to cash. So maybe that's the way to play Patrick Mahomes.
0: That's interesting with Mahomes. I, I don't – like – How much of that do you take history and recent history versus long-term history when we go through an NFL season? If a guy's on a streak that's unusual for them, do you ride it for a while or do you stay away and and lean to the long history we know of somebody that doesn't turn the ball over?
2: I think a lot of it has to do with the matchup too. Because, you know, you have to look at the secondary that they're playing against. Like there's some really great secondaries. I think uh, we may have seen that coming, that Cowboys, Colts matchup, uh, which Matt Ryan was terrible because that's one of the best secondaries in the league. So you take that into your, um, you know, handicap as well is the matchup. Is this a secondary that's good at picking off passes? Because the thing about interception props is sometimes it's not even the quarterback's fault. Sometimes it's just a tip ball and sometimes it's fluky. Uh, so there is a little bit of variance in that. But if you're playing a good secondary, maybe that's what you start with.
1: Well, let's look back on, uh, I know we've moved ahead to Sunday's games, but there's a good slate of games on Saturday this weekend, Chelsea, and one of them that is the primetime game that looks to be the biggest one of the entire uh, Saturday slate, maybe even one of the bigger games of the weekend, the Dolphins on the road taking on the Bills. The Dolphins have not looked good, and Tua looked really poor uh, last week, And but on the same side, the Bills haven't looked like world beaters either, only beating the Jets by eight last weekend. Uh, the Bills are, looks like, about a touchdown favorite or so. What do you like in this game?
2: Yeah, this is one where you need to pay attention to the weather because I believe there's snow in the forecast for Buffalo, um, but I'm not a weather person, and I feel like these things can develop, you know, throughout the week. But the play I like the most in this one, the Bills over their team total of 12 and a half, In the first half, I double-checked this number. I thought 12 and a half, that seems really low. Uh, But that's the number posted over at that MGM. Uh, You can get that right now. And the Bills have been one of the more prolific offenses in the first half. Second most points per game in the first half, right behind the Eagles, averaging 18 points per game, averaging 20 points per game at home. So I think that's the way to go, especially against this Miami defense that has been, um, you know, thrown all over. Uh, in the past couple of games, so Bills keep tone in the first half over twelve and a half.
0: What are some of your? We're asking you about specific games. What, what games are you identifying, or what opportunities, just in general, are you op- identifying as your some of your favorite bets of the week on the early lines?
2: Yeah, I'm all aboard the Bengals train. I really like the Bengals playing three and a half on the road against the Bucks. I keep giving the Bucks chance after chance to prove me wrong in saying that eventually their offense is going to come around. It hasn't come around. And we've seen some games in which maybe it looks a little better in the final score than it actually was. Remember that Saints game or or somebody where they had two touchdowns in the final two minutes of the game, but other than that, the offense was absolutely putrid. And it's not a good matchup. I think what people are not talking about is how good this Bengals' defense is. You guys saw it when they played the Chiefs. Pastor Mons had a completion percentage of, what, 59%? Uh, And Mm -hmm. not a single opposing quarterback has thrown for over 300 yards against this Bengals team. So I think it's a bad matchup for Tom Brady and the Bucks. I'll be rolling with the Bengals minus three and a half.
1: So Chelsea, last week on the show, I asked you about the – matchup between the lions and the Vikings. And you said the line was primarily people fading the Vikings. And you were absolutely correct on that. Uh, Cause the Vikings look terrible. They're 10 and three, they're four point favorites this weekend against a really bad Colts team. Uh, do you think that fading them is, is the right move still, or do you think that they can bounce back?
2: I think this might be a good spot for Matt Ryan and the Colts because I think a lot of people will see the last game for the Colts and say, oh, my God, they gave up 33 points in the fourth quarter to the Cowboys, got absolutely stomped. But here's the thing. The Cowboys have one of the best secondaries in the league. The Vikings are dead last in the NFL. So Matt Ryan, we've seen flashes where he looks all right. He can get first downs. He can move the chains. So this is a good matchup, you know, if you're throwing the ball. Should open up the lanes for the run game as well. I think this is the best possible matchup for the Colts, and we've seen this line move, because it was four and a half, it's down to four, the best way, in my opinion to play this, is to play it in a teaser, where you get the Colts, uh, add six points, you're up to ten, the Vikings have not beaten just about anybody by more than a touchdown, in fact, of their ten wins, only one of them have come by more than seven points, first game of the season, against the Packers so I don't see the Vikings blowing anybody out, I really like the Colts in a teaser this week
0: that's interesting, because um, that game, yeah, it, it's it's recency bias kind of on both ends of it. Um, Deshaun Watson, what kind of a factor has he had on Cleveland Browns lines? Uh, they get the Ravens; they're favored by two and a half. It doesn't seem like he's made a massive impact so far, but we know the Ravens are banged up. At the same time, where where has his impact been felt? Do you think?
2: Well, it's definitely seen in the line because uh, now we're seeing them as favorites, but. There's a lot of uncertainty in this game on the Ravens side of the ball. I think if it's Tyler Huntley, this line moves, and we see this game go closer to a pick But right now I believe he's in concussion protocol, even though he has practice. Because I'm trying to remember the name of the guy that is the third-string quarterback for the Ravens, but I think it's a big drop-off from Tyler Huntley to whoever that is. Because Tyler Huntley, at least, is the same style of quarterback as Lamar Jackson. You don't have to tweak too much for the offense. Uh, so if it's Tyler Huntley, I'll be on the Ravens getting the points, but that's the big question mark. I don't think it's as much to Sean Watson. I think it's more, there's a lot of question marks on the Ravens' side.
1: Chelsea, the primetime game on Sunday night, the Giants and the Commanders in NFC East battle. The last time these two teams played each other a couple of weeks ago, they played to a tie. So how in the world do you attack this game?
2: Todd, I think I'm going to throw the Giants in the teaser with the Colts. Hopefully the Commanders aren't going to be blowing out the Giants, uh, I think the fact that the Giants are getting four and a half at home, it seems like a lot of points, but I don't really like playing, you know, gut feelings. It just kind of seems that way just because I don't think that the commanders are going to blow out anybody. Uh, but also, the commanders have had plenty of time to learn their opponent. Uh, the scheduling quirk, like you said, they just played the Giants and now they've had a bye week and oh, they're playing the Giants again. So they should know every quirk every tendency of this team so maybe that's why the line is where it is but I would lean towards the points in the Giants
0: another one that I you know for a while there uh the easiest bet it seemed like each week was Bears overs right with the way Fields was playing Bears overs we know the Eagles are an insane offense this again to me seems like a a hammer it Hard kind of a bet because fields can break one off at any point. The Bears aren't very good on defense. The Eagles are great on offense. I kind of like the Bears' overs again. Am I off base there?
2: I don't think so, but I think the safer play here is Jason King's over his rushing crop. 69 and a half, and we all know that he can go way over this. He's rushed for over 100 yards uh, in games before, and I don't think it even matters the matchup because you say, oh, the Eagles are a great defense. Uh, but it's more of a matter of opportunity. And I think that this Bears offense lives and dies with Justin Fields running the football. So I think we will see more of that. I think his rushing prop is set a touch too low. So I'll be on that, I think these two uh, lines are probably correlated. If you think the Bears can cover, it's definitely an overgame. But uh, there's a chance that the Bears could get absolutely smoked because that's the thing about the Eagles. Each week I try to make a case for the other side and say, Oh, well, the Giants are getting too many points. Wasn't the case. They got absolutely smoked. Oh, the Titans getting too many points. Wasn't the case. They got smoked. So I think I'm done fading the Eagles for now, at least. But I do think Justin Fields over his rushing crop is the play in that game.
0: All right, Chelsea. Well, we appreciate it. Anything else before we let you go that we absolutely need to be on this weekend?
2: Yeah, tonight. I'm going to look at George Kittle over his receiving crop of 38.5 yards. The matchup's great. Uh, the Seahawks allow the third most receiving yards to tight end. And last year, George Kittle, in his December matchup against the Seahawks, went for 181 yards receiving. No Debo Samuel in the game tonight. Last game, George Kittle tied for the most targets in the, the receiving game with Brock Purdy as the quarterback. Debo Samuel was the guy tied with him. Now he's out of the picture. So I like George Kittle tonight, over 38 and a
0: half receiving yards. All right. Chelsea, we appreciate it. Good luck with the bets tonight. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk again next week. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports betting insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Speaking of that app, football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sports Just place a single first touchdown score prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Kansas only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino. And Hotel. Tommy and I will be back. We'll have a giveaway for you. Uh, I misspoke earlier on what the giveaway was, but we have a giveaway nonetheless. We'll do that next on Sports Daily.